Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. It's November 8th, 2022. Uh, baseball is over. Thank goodness. Congratulations to the Astros. World Series champs for, what, the third time in the last six years? Um... Phillies got the first game, then they kind of took care of business. Probably all we're going to talk about with that. Um, college football, um, CFP Week 2 rankings came out um, tonight. Um, Georgia 1, Buckeyes 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4, Tennessee 5, Oregon 6, LSU 7, yada, yada, yada. Um, cool. I like it. I'm a, I agree with that right now. Um like it. Lots lots of talk about here. College hoops started last night. Thank goodness they're all sleepers. Um, no big games until this Friday. Um, we'll talk about that here in, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, um, without further ado, episode 97. Um, podium, I'll go first. Uh, Colts fired Frank Reich um, yesterday. <laughs> and then they named Jeff Saturday the head coach. Jeff Saturday, I, I don't know if he's uh, in the Hall of Fame or not, but he is in their Ring of Fame um, for the Colts. Um, center, played there for a long time with Peyton Manning. Dude is coached a little bit of high school, never coached the NFL. Um, he's on ESPN, and they're like, you're the interim coach. This is hilarious. I, I, they have two guys on their staff that were uh, head coaches previously in Gus Bradley and um, John Fox. And they bring this guy in that has never coached in his life aside from high school. They see how Dan, well Dan Campbell's working out for the Lions. Oh my gosh. The Colt, I, it's just it's just kind of funny. I, I, I don't even get it. I, it's just weird. I don't know why they're doing this. I don't even think the Lions would do this, to be honest with you. That's how screwed up it is, but... I don't know. They think you know this player thing works. I, I sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, obviously he was a smart player, um, playing, being center and all and all that stuff. But no coaching experience, just getting thrown into it. Um, I don't think that's going to go too well, especially with the <laughs> the controversy they got going on with the quarterback issue. They they're dinged up. It's just been a bad year for Indy in general. Um, Pretty funny though, honestly. It just makes me me laugh and just be like, what the hell is going on? Indianapolis is Jim Ursay on shrooms, I don't know, probably. Um, pretty funny stuff. Alright, for my podium, I uh, I'm gonna pick on maybe the current fattest coach in college football. It used to be Ralph Friedgen, and then it was Charlie Weiss, and now I don't know if it was the wind blowing in his tent-like pullover or if he's just that ginormous. Brett Bielema, shut up. All right, so we all know, if you didn't know, this year the NCAA instituted a new rule about faking injuries to slow down games, whatever. And it's a, I, I don't know if there's a warning first in a personal foul, but anyway, it's being closely scrutinized. 
Michigan State had a great weekend, a great win this weekend at Illinois, down guys, you know, adversity, so on and so forth. We'll get into the game in a little bit. But after the game, you know, when Illinois needed to go fast, mind you, they are a running team. They are a running first team. Brett Bielema insinuated some of Michigan State's injuries to his already very thin and decimated defense may not have been legitimate when asked about attempting to go quickly in offense while trailing late in the game, and that that was a larger part of Michigan State's game plan overall. This is a quote from him. Well, that was a two-minute offense, Bielema said after the game. We go tempo as much. They also set a record for injuries, and miraculously, everybody came back from all those injuries. So that was a little frustrating, but it's the game. That's the way it's played. That's what it is. It was really hard for us to get tempo going because they had a lot of players get injured. And when they get injured, it stops the clock, stops the momentum, and it's just hard to get that going. That sounds like a big, fat ass crying sour grapes. Look, Bielema, face it. You got beat by Michigan State team with a pretty bad defense that showed up and played pretty well. And actually, Michigan State's red zone defense has been pretty remarkable this year, all things considered. They started four defensive tackles which actually probably helped them because you have a good running game. And we slowed down your running game. We didn't stop it, but slowed it down. And look, we're thin. We played a couple of guys maybe on defense that hadn't played before, but pretty much on the line. I didn't even see Van Summeren, Alex Van Summeren, who's a freshman. I didn't even see he him play. So I don't know if he's hurt or they're just trying to preserve his red shirt or what. But so, you know, for you to insinuate Michigan State basically cheated it after – the weekend that was in Ann Arbor that's still being talked about by one whiny Jim Harbaugh um, with no charges or anything, mind you. Uh, I had a dad in law enforcement, and typically 10, 12 days later, something comes up. It's not that difficult, but anyway, we'll get to that in, in a little bit more. Um, anyway, Bielema, just shut up. Like, look, take it like a man. You lost. Michigan State outcoached you, and except for at the end, which we'll talk about. Um, and the players that were there, especially the decimated defense, outplayed you. They owned the line of scrimmage. They got the stops when they needed to, despite trying to hand it to you. Just accept it for the loss that it is. And, oh, by the way, we can talk about it again in the section, but like you've got still like a two-game lead on Purdue or a game-and-a-half lead on Purdue. You beat Purdue this weekend, even if you get waxed by Michigan, you're going to beat Northwestern, you're going to cruise into the Big Ten Championship game where you're probably going to get wiped by Hopefully, likely Ohio State. So anyway, Bielema, just zip it. Take the loss like a man. And by the way, the fact that you lost at Indiana and Michigan State, two of the worst teams in the East, I find hilarious. All right. Moving on to the flag for the week. All right. Now, I have to admit, I've said it here a bajillion times. I do not pay attention to ESPN unless I'm forced to, i.e. my game is on ESPN. I don't have the ESPN app. I don't have anything to do with anything ESPN. I don't like their shtick. I don't like guys on game day like Desmond Howard who just gets there and have his bully pulpit about all Michigan this and Michigan that and calling us Sparty and disrespect and whatever else. So the flag this week goes on you, Desmond. This is brought to my attention that he was still crying just like Coach Harbaugh who was lost sleep for the all last week about what happened and all the the travesty. You heard my podium last week. Screw you, Michigan. Screw you especially, Desmond. First of all, you're an idiot. You shouldn't be on that show. Look who you picked in the, you know, for your CFP picks. And for you to, to blame, you threw a Michigan State staffer under the bus. You ripped on these young men. You weren't there. You don't know the whole story. 
you don't know anything. There's an investigation going on, period. And that goes for everybody on the Michigan side. Let's let the chips fall as they may. Your team has done nothing. Your team could have done everything to avoid that. Just like I said last week, Michigan State acted swiftly, suspended eight guys. Some Somebody may end up getting charges pressed against them. Somebody may not, based on something that came out today from one of Michigan State players' unnamed attorney who said that the, instig- the instigator was actually Michigan with a charge with a helmet and a punch thrown. Anyway, that stuff will all come out this week. But the point is, is Desmond, you're flagged again because this is like you and LeBron's spot on this podcast for being an absolute and complete idiot. Take your foot out of your mouth. Get the hell out of my face. Well, actually, you know what? No, stay on ESPN because I sure as hell don't want to see you on Fox when the Big Ten moves over. I don't want you on CBS. I don't want you on BTN. Stay there, but just shut up. Just do yourself a favor and shut up. Completely agree. Um, man, we probably flagged him three or four times, all for good reason. He's a screw bag. Four downs. <clears throat> um, go through, like you usually do, some college football Big Ten review, weekend review, uh, preview this coming week. Um, talk a little hoops, uh, and we'll scramble it, um, get some random topics going, um, and then sprint per usual. Uh, let's start in, in the Big Ten, uh, week 10. Let's, re- let's review it. Um, Ohio State Northwestern. Yeah, I'm so look. I I get it. Ohio State laid an egg. They have their their, their things that they don't do well. They played in gale force wins and they won. They kept a streak of scoring twenty points or more in a game like seventy times in a row alive. They went on a road for a noon game against a bad Northwestern team who had a good game plan for them. They couldn't pass the ball like they usually like to. They adjusted and they won. Can we get over the fact that all of a sudden Michigan's vaulted ahead and is better because they were losing at the half and then smashed a horrible, equally horrible Rutgers team? Like, Ohio State is undefeated. They are the class of the Big Ten until proven otherwise. And we just need to shut up about it. Like, they adjusted. They adjusted Stroud, used his legs, doesn't usually do that. The Ohio State run game came through. Look, football is a balanced game. It's a game of balance. you got to be able to pass. you got to be able to run. You, that's why you see Michigan State ram their head into a wall to try to establish some run to open up the pass. Like, you have to have balance. Ohio State often leads with the pass to get that balance and have great receivers, and they just couldn't get it done. If you didn't watch the game, I mean, it was crazy how windy it was. Even down the street in Champaign-Urbana, the Michigan State-Illinois game was in a steady, like, 20, 25-mile-an-hour wind with gusts 35-plus. Like, the ball on kicks would just, like, hit a wall and stop and drop down. It was like a wedge, you know, that hits a wall of wind and drops. I mean, so can we just, whatever, get over that? Like, Ohio State has a couple snoozer games left. Indiana at Maryland may be a potential draft before Michigan. It's a win. They're still undefeated, unlike a few other teams that three that lost last weekend. Let's just get over that part already. Like that's yeah, that's not even worth a conversation. No, completely agree. Um, Minnesota, Nebraska. I, we've said it before, but it's true. Nebraska is equal to the Lions. They uh, really are. They blew another ahead. lead. Well, they're up ten nothing. Look they? good. Yeah, look good. You know they, and then stuff starts falling apart, and you're like, oh, here we go again. And then you, oh, the miraculous have a great play, and then they'll somehow find a way to blow it in the end. They're not going to make a bowl. They've got. They're already three and six. They've at got Michigan. at Michigan, Wisconsin, and at Iowa left. Uh, now it's just a matter of who their coach is going to be. They just. I, don't know. I think 
I don't think Scott Frost recruited that program all that well. They had a lot of guys leave um, coming out of this year. They had a lot of transfers in too, but you know, the, that's the good news for Nebraska. If they get a good coach and they get a guy that can work the transfer portal, they can get things right in a hurry for next year. So it's not as much of a long build, although that's can be stopgap like Michigan state. Look, Michigan state got some really key players. K9 being the most obvious one last year went 11 and two. Could Nebraska do that next year? Sure they could, but then you've got to build it and sustain it, right? So the long-term dearth of talent on that team is going to hurt Nebraska for the next three or four or five years. So they're going to have to be patient. Trevor Albers is going to have to be patient with who the next coach is because it's going to take some time to rebuild that. Again, yes, can you build up some stopgap stuff through the transfer portal? Sure you can. Do they have some good young guys, assuming they stay on and they like the new coach? Sure, but... Nebraska fans is not going to get any better anytime soon, so I hope it's you're a rebuild. Yeah, it's it's a rebuild, and this year I said seven and five. I mean, they're going to be lucky to go four and eight when yeah. all is said and done. Yeah. But what you have them going seven? And I didn't five. Seven I think five, I had them yeah. four and eight. Uh, Iowa Purdue. Oh, Iowa. What, oh, all of a sudden, showed, Iowa found someone a tight showed end. up. Like they had a true freshman running back. Where's this guy? Two hundred yards. Was he hurt at the beginning of the year? No, he's been playing. He was a stud, and they started to find their tight ends, which Iowa's good at. And maybe it's because Purdue's defense isn't all that great, but Purdue had been playing pretty well. You know, Purdue had won, what, four of its last five, but now they've lost two in a row. They lost to Wisconsin. They took a bye, then they lost to Iowa. Suddenly they're struggling to score a little bit. O'Connell had probably his worst day as a Purdue quarterback. Um, And now what are their... They're in second place in the West. If they beat Illinois this weekend, they still have a fighting chance to to get out um, because they've got Northwestern and Indiana left. So if they can win that game and win out, I think Purdue might end up winning uh, because Illinois will probably lose to Michigan. Uh, so Purdue still could win the West. They still have the West in play for as poorly as they've played lately. But, yeah, things aren't looking all that great for Purdue. Pretty, pretty average and pretty middling, which is – Nah, no, I mean, I guess we had them eight and four, so we had them doing pretty decent. But um, interesting because Iowa, you know, has kind of been the opposite. Like all of a sudden they've come on. They've scored thirty three against, albeit a bad Northwestern team, and then they scored twenty four. We knew their defense was good. Their defense has barely given up any points all year. They've given up three ten zero ten. They gave up twenty seven to Michigan. Nine. They gave up fifty four to Ohio State. Thirteen and three. Like. There's no reason why the next three weeks they shouldn't just cruise and be right there as well. So Yeah. No, for sure. Um, Maryland, Wisconsin. Um, another kind of dumb. Bad weather game. Like all the, all, the, all the seasons except for summer, as Jim Leonard said. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin's, they've had some good games. Aside from Michigan State, they played pretty well under Jimmy Leonard. Uh, three and one, right? Against they seem to like him. Wisconsin, yeah. Yep. Could he be the next head coach? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if they can beat Iowa, Nebraska on the road, and then Minnesota, if they, if especially if they win those three games, yeah, I think he's a shoe in to be the head coach. I, I think honest. they will win the next three. I don't. I, I was not great. Iowa's tough. Not, it's at Iowa. Nebraska, yeah, Minnesota is one of those kind of crazy. I mean, Minnesota is right there too. Actually, the just like we predicted, we had all these teams going five and four in the. In the Big Ten, I mean, it's a log jam. It's an absolute log jam because Minnesota's won two in a row all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, 
you know, let's see, what do they have left? They have Northwestern, Iowa, and Wisconsin. So these teams are all basically playing each other. It's all West games. So maybe Illinois is in the driver's seat, but it's kind of still wide open. Like, Iowa's got the tiebreaker over Purdue. If they beat Wisconsin, they'd have the tiebreaker there. That's The West is just going to be fun to watch Trash. to see who's going to get their ass kicked by the Big Ten East champion, <laughs> like usual. But um, it makes for some fun football, and there'll probably be a fair amount of bowl eligibility coming out of the West anyway. Yep, absolutely. Um, Penn State, Indiana, another snoozer. Indiana's awful. I would not be surprised... Surprise of Tom Allen's canned. Yeah, they, I mean they, they had the won good, one Big Ten game, two Big Ten games in the last two. Yeah, years. I mean they had yeah. they had the twenty the COVID year. They were phenomenal, and then I mean other than that, they're they've been awful. They've lost six in a row. Um, they blew it against Rutgers. They've got Ohio State on the road this week. Now they usually play Ohio State pretty tough, but Ohio State got their wake up call last week. Then they go to Michigan State, who's hopefully going to be using that game to get to a, a bowl, um, game. bowl game. And then the old Oak and Bucket, Purdue. Purdue's kind of had their number. Purdue's kind of had their number lately. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, they went to a backup quarterback who's already in the transfer portal. (laughs) Like, I was listening to a little bit of the broadcast, and they were like, how do you get guys to rally around a leader? And now he's a captain who's also transferring. But how do you get guys to rally around a quarterback who's leaving? Now, as a grad student, so he's going to be a grad, like a six-year guy, I think, because actually they said he's in – you know, getting his MBA at Indiana, which is pretty impressive. But Indiana's a mess. Tom Allen might be a good guy. Maybe they just have to deal with, like, once every three or four years they rise up. I mean, they don't look like they've got a whole lot of talent anywhere on that team. Trying to recruit but them. who are you going to get that's better, I guess, would be my question. Like, when is Indiana minus every, like, two decades? Yeah, they have not had a good coach. Their 2021 or whatever, 2020, whatever it was, COVID season was – a blip on the radar. I mean, just like their 1987 season was when they battled Michigan State for the Big Ten, and just like the last time before that, it was like 1967. Like, Indiana's a once every 20 or 30 years team. Their fans know it. It's basketball season. They don't care. I mean, they'll show up for the Purdue game because it's the Purdue game, and they hate Purdue, but, yeah, Indiana should probably arguably be riding a nine-game losing streak coming the end of the season. And that probably gets your coach fired. Yeah, um, completely agree with that. Um, <clears throat> Michigan Rutgers, Michigan slept walked in the first half and then dominated in the second. Rutgers gifted him. Wimsat, for as good of a recruit as he was, he is not a very good playmaker. He's Maybe awesome. he'll get to that. Um, but yeah, Michigan's going to play a complete game if they're going to play against Ohio State because if they start like that and the weather's fine, holy crap, it could be bad news. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they can really – they haven't had to play anybody from behind. I mean, ish Michigan State, but that's it, right? Like, you know, Nebraska they're going to have their way with. Illinois might give them a battle because Illinois um, can play good defense. You know, um, they can run the ball. So I think that could be kind of an old-fashioned, like, 17-14 to 14 type of game in a couple of weeks. But especially with Ohio State looming ahead of that, that could be a trip game. But – that's probably the closest thing before Ohio State that Michigan's going to have had really all season to have having played four quarters. Yeah. Even Penn State because they've had Penn State's number and they dominated Penn State because Penn State was exposed as kind of a overinflated fraud in that game. Right. No, completely, completely agree with that. Uh, Michigan State, Illinois. Um, I don't think that game could have started off worse for Michigan State. First play pick. 
You're like, oh gosh. My buddies were like, up, game over, (laughs) see you later. And literally, I talked to myself on our group chat for about the first half, and then Polo says something about, man, I would have thought that it wasn't going well. I'm like, what, from my conversation with myself? And then totally at the end, finally, Dauber jumped in there. Uh, Chris chose not to watch it with his uh, U of M girlfriend and didn't want to get rubbed in for blah, 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 whatever. But um, that was a good win. And Mel Tucker now in the last four years has the most road AP top 25 wins of any coach. Pretty crazy. Even Saban. I mean, even guys that have won national championships. He, look, for as much as I malign him, and we will here in a minute, and some of his coaching decisions, he has a way to circle the wagons. He has a way to get guys focused. He has a way to get guys to buy in, and it works. And on top of being a good recruiter, um, that bodes well. And he, he proved for all the people who doubted and all the fans who said, oh, get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. Even some Michigan, quote, Michigan State people are like, oh, fire him. He can't control his team. Look, he did a great job in the face of adversity last week. He t- had no qualms suspending our best defensive player and two other starters. Um, and he and his coaches came up with a good game plan. Now, I will say um, we have maligned Scotty Hazelton a lot here. He has had 24 different starters in the defensive starting lineup. Lots of injuries. And I will say this. When he went to the 4-3 against Wisconsin, this defense changed. This defense stopped Michigan five times in the red zone. This defense beat Wisconsin. This defense kept us in the game against Illinois, who's not a great offensive team, but is a really good ground control team and very good balance team. They have, I think, going to that game, DeVito is like number three in um, FBS with completion percentage. Um, so, look, from the defensive standpoint, I'll, I'll tip my hat to Hazleton. He's got to shave that stupid homeless beard, but he's he's done a nice job of finally st- stopping trying to be what they're not and go with the talent that he's got. Ryan and I have said, Cal Halliday, great 4-3 middle linebacker. He was Big Ten Player of the Week last week. Ben Van Summeren, very good like outside linebacker, good speed for for half the field. He's not a he's not a Eric Crouch or a Eric Crouch, a Covarious Crouch cover the whole, you know field sideline to sideline kind of guy, but in a 4-3, he's pretty good. Yeah. And Brule has been good in the 4-3 defense. So once Michigan State made that change, it gives them a fighting chance on defense. Now, conversely, offensively, Peyton Thorne had a pretty good game. Minus the first interception, I don't really know why you dial up a pass like that into the wind like that, but whatever. Stinks. Michigan State's defense held, though. They had a goal line stand, so okay, fine. Um, I I felt like... Thorne, though, made some good plays. He put the ball in Reed's hand like three times on one drive in the end zone, and he dropped all three of them. But he made a nice touchdown pass to him later in the game. He had a nice touch pass to Mosley for a touchdown. He stood in there. He ran the ball a little bit. He wasn't awesome, but he didn't need to be. He didn't make big mistakes. Um, And Michigan State ran the ball well. They ran a little bit more of kind of like counter traps and things like that. Yeah, Berger looked that was probably his best game. Berger looked really good. Uh, All three of their guys uh, Broussard finally kind of came back yeah, from the dead. Nice he had plays. some nice runs. Nice, Collins. Ni- I like getting the running backs involved. In Look, I'm telling you, Ryan and I said this last week. Freaking send him back to Arkansas State. Get rid of Horst. He didn't dress. He didn't travel. And Michigan State nope. was better at left tackle than they've been all season. Ride with Baldwin. Ride with, ride with him. And then Carrick, the ninth year you know, senior citizen with a walker at right guard, gets hurt. And then Vandermark and Green has to go. In. But then Vandermark played and some of the young guys played. And 
And look, Michigan State had to get that win to give themselves a chance to win the next two, which they really probably should to go to a bowl game. And then Penn State would be the cherry on top, right? Like, all of a sudden you salvage from the shit show that was of five losses in in six games. Or, or, yeah, five losses in six games. If you can all of a sudden go on a little bit of win streak here. Now, I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch. But if you can get on a win streak here, get to six and six. I don't even care if it's the Motor City, a.k.a. Quick Lane, a.k.a. Little Caesars Bowl. Get to a bowl. Get extra practice for the young guys. And we'll take it. I'll take it. I, I don't care what bowl it is at this point in time. Minus having guys like Keon and Carr join the basketball team, it's better to have this team practicing in December and playing in even a low-level bowl game. Um, so those are my takes. I've got some other takes on the game, but Ryan, I want to let you get a chance to weigh in from your view in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I was impressed with the defense. Um they stood up. Um, I mean, still give up the big play. Still gave up a lot of yards, but they yeah, held. 440 I, mean, yards I think they were one for six or seven. Yeah, on one for six down. on fourth down. I mean, that's yeah. pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Um, tackled pretty well um, in space, aside from that long touchdown that they had. Um, really impressed with some of the young guys that were in there. Um, likewise, saw Malik Spencer, Jaden Mangum, Charles Brantley. Good to some, see Mangum back. Put some weight on Chuck, and that guy's going to be. He's going to be really good. I mean, he's he's getting more confident out there. He's I mean, got a short it. memory, right? He's like a good shooter. He, he, he can get burned, he can make a mistake, but he bounces right back and makes 100%. the next play. And that's what you got to be as a DB. Yeah, I mean, he, that's what we saw with Denard and, and Waynes. Yeah. You know? It's not like they were perfect. No, and he's been he's been good. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with his progression. I think you know Harlan Barnett's a good corners coach. I mean, yeah, the secondary struggle. But Henderson came back against Wisconsin and – Look how much better the defense has been because he puts guys in the right spots. He makes tackles. He's communicative. He's a great Brooks, leader. a great tackler back there. Brooks has been playing well. He played well the other day. Love to see that out of those guys. Um, Don't like seeing Slate got hurt again. Hopefully he's not a long-termer. Yeah. He's a huge need, difference maker. We need him in the middle. Um, then, then I do have some issues. Offensively, <clears throat> some of the play calling is just, you're like, what are you doing? This is the Second or third week in a row, we're, I mean, this season, really, we were like, what the hell is going on? Like, why are we right. calling this? Why? Jay Johnson, uh, sure, maybe he's a, he's a good guy. He's not a big-time offense. Big run, big run, and then they go back to it a third time in a row, and it's stuffed for a four-year loss. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, let's be more predictable. Can it's we just, be any more predictable? It's just, he's he's not a big-time offensive coordinator. I, I, I hate to say it, but he's not. And if you want to take your... Take your team to the next level offensively. It's not with a guy that's he, – he reminds me of a – he's a, a little, maybe a titch more creative version of Dave Warner, honestly. Right. He just last year – With a lot of talented guys, Last too. year, like, Kenneth Walker made him look really, really good. How do you not get Barker and Carr and – I mean, I know there's there's a lot of mouths to feed, but like Barker, Carr – why is Hunt in there? Like, except for Why from, is Tyler Hunt in Except for touch? from a blocking standpoint, like – Coleman, Reed, Mosley, Jeremy you know, like, Bernard. They've got in three good running backs. Like they've got skill position players galore. Use them now. They did start to throw the ball a little bit more out of the backfield. Berger, I thought, made a couple nice catches. Berzard had a nice catch and run. Yep. So did Collins. Actually, a really nice snag. But um, yeah, the play calling. I'm with you. Suspect. I don't Crap. Know. And here's where I get it too. I gotta say this. This has to do with the late game clock management, but the play calling in the last. So Michigan State dials it up. Like, I'm sitting there going, all right, Illinois is going to drive and tie this thing. We're going to lose in overtime. 
Michigan State dials it up and just dials up the pressure and gets, I think, two sacks on Illinois' second-to-last drive. Gets the ball with two and change to go on the nine-yard line. Like, don't settle for a field goal. Your kicker already missed an extra point. This dude's a joke. Um, We made, like, two field goals all year. Like, don't settle, right? So they run. They almost take a delay game. They call two timeouts. Like, what? Like, I get the running, okay? I, I get the running. On third down, then, either run the ball or call a play where he's not throwing the ball at, at Collins' knees. And, by the way, Barker was wide open in the end zone. But, like, you, by at that point in time, if you're going to pass, pass on second down, by that point in time, if you just run and you do nothing but run, you're taking the clock down to 30 seconds left and then kicking a, a trying a field goal, um, which, of course, Michigan State missed because why wouldn't they? Uh, like, that's that's on Tucker. That's on the offensive that's, coaching yeah. staff. Like, if at that point, run again, and if you don't get it, fine. You don't get it, but at least you left 30 seconds on the clock, not a minute 10. And 30 seconds either with an 11-point lead or 30 seconds with an 8-point lead, I'm a lot better than that with than a minute and 10 with an 8-point lead, right? Like, I just... That's the one thing, coaching-wise, that I just feel Clock so Dan Campbell of Tucker. Like, great motivator, great recruiter, great get these guys going. But, like, dude, you got to fix that part. Situational football is a bad, big reason. Bad, bad awareness. And, and bad on Thorne. Like, he should know better. Why, rather than make that throw, just tuck it and run or slide or just do something. Because I don't think Illinois had any time else left it at that point. Could have taken the clock down forty full seconds and they taken a delay of game instead of a timeout and putting. It, it's just like what, what are we doing here? How do we not have a kicker? The freaking Alma College. I saw this earlier. A guy made a fifty-seven yard field goal. Michigan State can't get a guy that can make a fucking thirty yarder. Are you kidding me? Right. It's always a game time decision. I get like at Michigan, it had to do with, and we saw it with the bad snapper. Although the snappers, the snaps were better. I don't know what's wrong with. Peppers or whoever other guy. He's been out for like four or five weeks. He's probably out for the season. I get that part of it, but like it was a 31-yard field goal that he missed. And by the way, the same guy missed an extra point. Like an extra point isn't like in the NFL where it's basically a field goal now. Extra point in college is still 19 yards. Like you have no business missing an extra point. And being on a scholarship and you can't make an extra point? It's a waste. I mean, right there, that's four points, and it's not even a, a contest at the end. It's like well, whatever. I mean, make the extra score. point. Like, it's over. Yeah, exactly. Like I just, I this, that's not coaching right there. That's like that's talent evaluation. They got to get somebody. But like the the coaching put them in a spot where they could have lost that game because the defense gave up some fourth or they gave up some big plays there on that last drive, and then they made a good play at the very end. But like your coaches got you got them ready. Get him all the way through and put him in a better spot. Yeah. Well, Bryce Berenger is him. I'll tell you. Oh, that. he's phenomenal. I mean, like a 62 yard punt that lane, that he pins him on the one at a 69 yard kick. I mean, he's getting close to beating Reggie Roby's all time Big Ten record for punt average, which is right around 50. I think it was like 49.8, and he's at like 49.6. So, um, yeah, I mean, like things are looking really good for from him, for him from that standpoint. I just it. I'm telling you, if it, Rutgers or Indiana come down to a field goal, uh, it ain't happening. I just, I mean, I just say you just start going for two every time. Like screw it. Like I, I just, I, I that makes me nervous, and it almost cost him that game. Fortunately, it didn't. But the only other thing I have on that game, and then I'll let you throw any other thoughts, Ryan, is how bad is the officiating? 
Like, okay, Bielema wants to complain about faking injuries or whatever. I want to know. I've never had an explanation, not from anybody. You know, Big BTN doesn't bring in an outside. Actually, they did bring in an outside expert on that call. How was that read catch overturned? He got a toe down. He kept control of the ball. There's no explanation of why you overturn that. Why do you overturn that? That was a great throw by Thorne that would have kept the drive alive at that point later in the fourth quarter. And maybe all the rest of this stuff is moot because Michigan State was kind of then on the move. Like, what happened there? Um, Earlier in the game, I swear, this happened at Michigan too. Thorne, I thought, clearly got a first down. Didn't even bother to look at it. They spotted him back, which I get it. When you slide feet first, it's where you give yourself up. But when you dive, it's where you land, right? It's not That's not a give up. A dive is not a give up. They mm-hmm. gave him a yard spot back. The announcers didn't say anything about it. Like, I don't even think announcers are on top of this stuff. Like, they're, like get a spotter to pay attention to it. And it's not just the Michigan State game. Like, the officials across all of college football are just not very good. Like, it is an exponentially better product officiating-wise in the NFL. Not even close. Completely agree. I don't have anything else. Um, All right, let's get to the rest of college football because it was a great, it was a crazy weekend. Clemson, frauds. Notre Dame pooped on them. Yeah, Notre Dame who lost to Marshall and who else at home? Like They lost to Marshall. I don't know. They were just bad. Somebody else at home that wasn't very good. And then they absolutely, I watched a lot of that game, they absolutely dominated Clemson. It's hilarious. It's a fun, it's a funny game. Clemson, Clemson doesn't know what to do with their quarterback either. They bring in the the freshman who forces a pass, it, it, albeit I think it got tipped or whatever, but picked off on his first attempt at the ten yard line yeah. when they're trying to make a game out of it. That's uh, you don't have one. You don't have if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. That's what's going on at Clemson right now. Yeah, uh, TCU's hot. Another win. Texas Tech's not bad. Um, that's easy in the top like TCU. in the top four. They like Sonny Dykes. They find a way to win. They come back from behind a lot. Um, Texas, nice win against Kansas State. Um, they were Jekyll and Hyde, man. They've been good. They've been bad. They're a young team, so when they like next year, they're going to be kind of scary because the young guys <laughs> are getting what I want from Michigan State. Are getting a lot of good playing experience. They're riding a little high, riding a little low, riding a little hot, riding a little cold. But Texas is going to be a good team next year and beyond because they're getting some young guys experience yeah, recruiting pretty dang well mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma State's hit hit a big lull oh, they've been huge. awful Kansas dominated them they're bowl eligible ripped the gold ripped post threw them in a lake that's awesome that's awesome um, Pitt beat Syracuse Syracuse, Syracuse the first team ever to go 6-0 and and then lose three in a row is that what I I saw that I think I on the ticker or something that. like that's that that's crazy yeah. that's wild and the, the biggest two games I think of the weekend will go uh, Georgia, Tennessee. Georgia was Georgia pretty dominant. Twenty-seven, thirteen. It was. It wasn't even close. No. Stetson Bennett. He look. He's good now. He's Hook, actually Hooker, good. Yeah, frat boy. Hooker had like a twenty-game streak of touchdown passes he broken. Their Georgia's defense is legit, and hey, the old adage: defense wins and it's funny games. Because their best linebackers out for the season, and they still did that against a, an offense that's been pretty phenomenal all season long, but putting up video game like numbers. One honestly. play too, I saw Tennessee got a gift that should have been a safety that they ruled out at the like run right. on a sack, right. like a strip sack type of thing. Right. I was mostly watching Michigan State, so I didn't watch as much of that because it wasn't a close game, but. 
yeah, that was that wasn't even as close as the score. And I believe last week I said Tennessee would cover that. It wasn't even close. No, it wasn't even the best close. game I think though all season Bama. so far. I mean, Bama Tennessee. It's hard to argue that that wasn't the best game, but the Bama LSU game was fantastic. Big time football right there, folks. Brian Kelly, love him or hate him, tell you what, no tires. He got there and they had thirty nine scholarship players. Thirty nine. They had that many transfers. They had that many up. guys leave. And he f- kind of filled the coffers, and they're thin. Daniels has been phenomenal. The the touchdown run that he had in overtime, and then you know, it was funny. I saw a breakdown. They they won the game on a two point conversion that was the same exact play call that Clemson did at the end of the game to beat Alabama in the national championship three or four years ago. Same exact motion, same exact same exact set, same exact play. Um, LSU fans. Jam the field. Look, I don't. I like Nick Saban. I think he's he's awesome. I'm personally tired of Alabama always being there. I'm tired of Clemson always being there. So I say it was a great weekend for college football because Clemson is on the very very outside with hardly any chance to get in the CFP, and Alabama is ding dong the witch is dead. So that's good. The question is is now who is going to jockey in here? Talking about college football, Georgia I think is a shoe in. Um, Ohio State or Michigan, whoever wins that game, assuming they win the Big Ten Championship, and probably even if they don't, is going to be a shoe-in. Let's hope to God it's Ohio State. So there's two, right? So who's the other two? Does TCU keep winning? Does Oregon Oregon or USC sneak up in there? Um, Where does Tennessee fall? Like, you know Ohio State or Michigan is going to have a loss, and one of those teams is going to be out of there. Tennessee keeps winning. They can't go to the SEC Championship game as long as Georgia keeps winning. Might they get in? This is where one of those years where that fourth spot is going to be very, very controversial and would be a great time for the committee to have 12 teams because minus Georgia, who I've thought kind of all along, and probably Ohio State close second, the rest of the teams, even you, Michigan, you have not proven to me based on who you've beaten. Anybody can beat anybody on a given day. Georgia's the only... Closest thing, I think, to a shoe-in in Ohio State's the second closest thing. I would have loved to have seen them go to 12 teams this year because I think it would be a wide Probably open be really, playoff. really good. It would be a crazy wide open playoff. Yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, that's spot one. Uh, spot two. Uh, let's go week 11. We're already at week 11. Dang. Uh, preview. Um, man, um, let's go. Let's start. Uh, let's do picks. Michigan State Rutgers. Noon. So this be cold. First nooner. I think the over-under is like 34. It's really low. Is it really that low? Holy cow. Michigan State's a 10.5-point favorite. I have. I don't think Michigan State covers that. I think they're going to win like 17 to like 10 or 9 or something like that. So we're that. on spread? Yes. I think Rutgers covers. I don't know. Rutgers self-inflicts a lot of wounds I don't think Rutgers covers 10.5. I think it's like a 13-point, 14-point game. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be something like, you know, 24. No, because that would – well, that could be three touchdowns and two-point conversions. i got to come up with an odd number because the extra point's going to be missed in there. But let's say 27 to, like, 13, Michigan okay. State. I like it. Um, I Indi- think Michigan State's going to get a defensive touchdown in this game. That would be sweet. Indiana-Ohio State. Ohio State's a 40-and-a-half point favorite. I think that's too much. I think Indiana, since they play them 
decently sometimes. I think they'll cover it. 40 I think they'll win like 48-10. I mean, they beat Iowa by 44. Now, they didn't cover Northwestern, but anybody that looked at the weather forecast, and I didn't do that, would have known because the money line was off on that game. It was like a 38.5 point spread. Had I looked at the forecast, I would have no way picked Ohio State to cover that based on the weather. If the weather's decent in Columbus, Ohio State could win like 63 to 10. What's it, 44 and a half? 40 and a half. 40 and a half. And you said Indiana covers? Indiana didn't even cover 40 and a half against, oh yeah, they did. They lost by 30 and a half, 31 to Penn State. I'm going to go with Ohio State to cover that. All right. Uh, Purdue, Illinois. Um, where is that? Can you look? It's at Illinois. Uh, six and a half is the spread. Illinois. Um, I think it's going to be close because Purdue's lost, played bad the other day. Um, and Illinois doesn't really ever pound anybody, I feel like. I think that Illinois wins a squeaker, um, but I think Purdue covers it. Um, you know, here's something I forgot to mention too. Uh, Illinois. Best scoring defense in the nation. Michigan State scored 23 in them. They had given up 17 second-half points, and Michigan State scored two touchdowns on them. That's pretty impressive. Um, I think Illinois knows that if they win this game, and Northwestern you can pretty much count as a win, that gets them, I think right there, would get them to 10 wins, uh, 9 wins with you know a fighting chance at Michigan to get to a 10th win. I think Illinois can run the ball just like Iowa did. Iowa, Iowa gave the formula for success last week. Um, Illinois has better receivers than Iowa does. Iowa arguably has better tight ends. Illinois is one of the best running backs in college football. He's one of the nation's leading rushers. I think Illinois covers that. Okay. Um, and we got Michigan, Nebraska. Michigan's a 28 and a half point favorite. Yeah, they were a 29, or no, they were 20, yeah, 29 and a half against Rutgers. Yeah, I think Nebraska somehow covers this. I don't know why. Because Casey Thompson didn't play last week. He, he was game time decision, didn't play. Expecting him to play this week. I think Nebraska has decent playmakers. They have some speed on offense. I think they're going to put up a few points against Michigan, but Nebraska's defense is pretty bad. So I think Michigan wins this like 35 to 17-ish. I want to say 29 and a half. That's four 28 touchdowns. And a half, 28 yeah. and a half. Four touchdowns. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Michigan covers, but I'll, I, I could see that. I'll go with Nebraska. I mean, Michigan's due to, you know, maybe trip up a little bit. They got Illinois and then Ohio State left after that. I mean, I think they win easily, but I, we'll say they win by 28, so they don't cover. Uh, okay. Maryland, Penn State. Penn State's a 10 and a half point favorite. Maryland hits the skids every November. No, they're not good. I think Penn State easily covers it. I think Maryland's pretty Yeah, Penn State looked really good against Indiana last week. I, think, I agree. Penn State covers that. Wisconsin-Iowa. Um, Wisconsin's a one-and-a-half point favorite. Really? At Iowa? Yep. I think they're going to win by a field goal. You think Wisconsin's going to win? Wisconsin wins. I'm going to go with Iowa. For Jimmy. I'm going to go with Iowa. For Jimmy. And they're going to make Jimmy sweat. For the Jimmy. Um, Northwestern Minnesota, Minnesota seventeen and a half point favorite, easy cover. That's it. Oh my gosh, yes. That's like taking candy from a baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's like it's at Minnesota too. There's no unless Minnesota plays with like a normed quarterback, 
And even then, just hand it off to uh, Ibrahim. Last college game, Bama versus Ole Miss. Bama is an 11.5-point favorite. You they, know, Ole Miss has a better record. Yeah. Ah, this game's a toss-up. Where I, is it? At Ole Miss? I think it's at Ole Miss. Wait, I, I maybe not. I don't, I'm looking this up because this could change it. I can look, too. I can look in. Good app, by the way. Sports Alert. Thanks, Chris, for pointing that out. It's uh, very, very... Good app. Let's see here. Alabama. We got Max. We got Max. It's at Ole Miss. Is that Ole Miss? Yeah. What's the spread? Ten and a, or I'm sorry, eleven and a half. Alabama. Ole Miss covers. I think so too. I really do. Alabama's not been great. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what's up. And if you like your midweek college football, you got three Mac, Mac games wonderful. tonight and three Mac games tomorrow Mac night. Is so. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a good six, football. It's a good little six-game parlay. Um, then two NFL games, Lions and Bears, oh my. Lions win, we'll talk about that in Scramble here in a minute. Um, I'm going with the Bears. I think Justin Fields is going to have a field day. Fields was great, he looked great against the other Miami, night. and the Bears have like awakened on offense, and all of a sudden they're like trading away their best defensive players, but they don't have to worry about the Lions. Now the Lions can't really score all that well, I don't think. They got rid of Hawk, who had a great game for the Vikings, um, they can run the ball really well, but yeah, I just you know, golf's not it. He's trash. I, if this was in Detroit, I think maybe Detroit would get this. Detroit's defense played a, certainly better last week, but yeah, I got to go with the Bears there too. My yeah. old, my old kids, kidland team. Last one: Vikings and the Bills. I, the Josh Allen news is true, which I think it might be. What's the spread? I, I don't know. I'm just picking straight up. I think I just saw that they were playing. I didn't even look at the spread. I'm going with the Vikings. Because the spread will kind of tell you. Oh, let's see. I'll tell you about the spread. The Vi- I, I'm rolling with the Vikings straight up. I think they're going to win. Where is it? Um, It is in, Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is a five and a half point favorite at the moment. Six and two, but yeah. It all depends on Allen. If he plays, I think they win. If if he doesn't play, I don't think they. Have I don't, don't think. think I think the Vikings have found several ways to win. Their Vikings are seven and one, and I think six of them have been one possession wins. Last year they lost a lot of close games. They're finding a way to win. Fracas, our boy Kirk Cousins, like pretty yoked actually for a quarterback, shirtless with the chains yeah, on on yeah. the on the airplane was hysterical. If you haven't seen it, you got to look it's it up. Stunning. He's like your wholesome. West Michigan, Holland Christian boy, you know, just being a good good teammate with his guys. Um, that's why I love Cousins. He's just, he doesn't get, he's not bad, you know, he doesn't let the media bashing and the fan bashing get to him, and he just finds a way to win. He just makes good plays. So that's hard for, I, would you, who'd you pick? I picked the Vikings. I'm banking on Josh not playing. Yeah, his injury looked pretty crazy. I, and I guess we don't it's know. UCL. I guess, you know, we don't know what we don't know. Maybe we can consider that, like, we'll, we'll, I'll take the Vikings too, but if he plays, then I think we have to go off on that one. Like, you know, how they sometimes adjust and they take games off the... Yeah, I agree. Or we'll be even because we both picked the Vikings, so that's fair. Yeah. How did we do last week, by the way? I uh, just deleted it off. Oh, you, you did a little better than me. I'm, okay. I'm, well, we got a lot of different games picked this week, so... You're yeah, to catch up separate or, the or men all, from the boys. Or I'll pull away, that's for Basketball. sure. Basketball, ooh, three, let's go. Wait, wait, we got to read the ad Oh, yeah, first. big time ad. Got to give out our, our love to our sponsor. Um, a quick word from our presenting sponsor, 
Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that best fits your needs and makes the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Spot three. All right, um, first, before we get into any okay. games, and I'll let you go, I have a question because I heard Bruce Weber, former Illinois coach, former Kansas State coach, now is a BTN color analyst, and he was doing a really good job for the Purdue game tonight. He made a point that I've long had. Should there be hockey assists in basketball? Absolutely. Screen Ryan, Ryan was the king of the tip hockey outs. assists. Tip outs don't count as rebounds. Tip outs. Screens that free up a, a bucket, like kind of like off, you know, like a one dribble pass, and or you know, you can dribble one once off of an assist. I think like the extra rotation, like a true hockey assist, which is pass, pass, like it's the first pass to a good pass to a bucket. Like I realize that's a little bit more for a statistician, and it would have to be a completely new category, and it doesn't do anything to do have anything to do with the old assists. I don't think it would change assist records anyway, because like Mateen Cleaves still set a number that nobody's going to come close to. And he probably even had hockey assists in there anyway. I just think, why not? I mean, there's so many effort and hustle plays in basketball that go unnoticed in the box score. Um, and they're keeping metrics for every damn other thing. So I agree. Why not? All right, go. You go on hoops. Um, yesterday was the, the start. And there's no – every ranked team played. Every ranked team won. Um, North Carolina struggled a little bit. They only won by 13 against UNC Wilmington. Apparently got out-rebounded, um, which is crazy for North Carolina. Gonzaga blowout, Houston blowout, Kentucky blowout. But they're without we're without Shibway and uh, Severe Wheeler, who Michigan State plays next week. Hopefully, I'm not, I don't want anyone to be hurt, but I wouldn't be mad if they sat out for precautionary reasons um, against Michigan State. Baylor dominant, Kansas dominant. Duke pretty dominant in Shire's um, first game without two of their top freshmen there. Uh, Creighton, they were kind of close with St. Thomas, former D3 school, kind of crazy. Indiana, uh, Big Ten here, pretty big blowout over Moorhead State. TCU almost lost a Pine Bluff. That would have been kind of funny, only one by one. Villanova uh, beat LaSalle by 13, so pretty respectable there. Bama, who Michigan State plays in a couple weeks, 21-point win over Longwood. Michigan, 19-point um, win over Purdue-Fort Wayne. I did not watch much of this game, but apparently Jet Howard played really well, um, shot it well, just was carrying them. Um, it's not surprising. He's already better than Caleb Houston, who we said all along was not good. Um but, yeah, could Jet Howard be what they thought Caleb Houston would be? Possibly. Would that make Michigan good? Absolutely. Do not deny that. But Llewellyn didn't play great. Um, it's funny, this Doug McDaniel kid on their team, if you were to tell me he was Frankie Collins, I wouldn't have I would wouldn't have bat an eye. I mean, he looks exactly like him. He's got that stupid, like, weird headband on. His hair is floppy, really small. Got those bags under his eyes. Um, same thing with Michigan. Dub, 1-0, playing Amani on on Friday at the Palace. That should be or at the Palace at, at Little Caesars. That should be funny. Um, Illinois uh, smoked Eastern Illinois. Should have. Um, but Terrence Shannon big game. Coleman Hawkins had a big game. Um, yeah, good for them. Um, 
Also in the Big Ten, oh, a funny loss. Stetson beat Florida State. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're kind of, they've kind of fallen on bad times. Rutgers smoked Columbia. Only yeah, they they outscored Columbia forty four to fourteen in the second half. Pretty impressive. Penn State big big uh, big winners over Winthrop. Ohio State smoked Robert Morris. Uh, Maryland beat up Niagara pretty good. Iowa smoked Bethune Cookman. Northwestern smoked Chicago State. Nebraska, 13-point win over Maine. Um, Wisconsin smoked South Dakota. Minnesota, one-point victory over uh, DJ coached uh, Western Michigan Bronx. Um, Shout-out DJ. Had his boys ready to play. Um, almost got that dub. But Minnesota's playing without Jamison Badley, the foot injury. He's out a couple weeks. Um, but Big Ten, undefeated. Good for them. Um, I mean, yeah, good start right out of the gate. Yeah, and Purdue smoking uh, Milwaukee tonight. They look pretty good. Um, not surprising. Uh, but, yeah, Big Ten, I think, is going to be, you know, it's going to be solid. Um, wow. I, I just don't, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just so happy college hoops are back. Uh, Michigan State, um, we'll talk about them briefly here. Joey Hauser, 18-10. and 10. Looked confident, didn't hesitate shooting the ball. Tyson Walker didn't hesitate shooting the ball, didn't shoot great, but he looked. Oh, but and then he went. He went to the rack in the went second the rack, half, which is good. Had five assists. He got some rebounds, had a couple steals. You know, Hogard had eight assists. He had some stupid plays like he always does, just taking in the traffic. He's his finishing is not great still. Got to be a better shooter, better decision maker. Seven eight assists or whatever. So, but not there. bad. Um, Malik Hall uh, was MIA, so that means he's going to play really well on Friday. White spots, the bright spots. Joey and and, uh, and Kohler. Uh, yeah, Jack, J- Baby Jokic. Uh, 24 Jacks. combined points and 19 combined yeah, rebounds. Played, That's pretty good for those Kohler two guys. Kohler played well. Mm-hmm. He had a good one passer. bad pass to, to Holloman, but otherwise he looked pretty good. Holloman, I, I like that kid. He's a, if he's he's hustler, a yeah. He gets a jump shot. That, he's going to be a tough kid. Pierre Brooks off the bench. I mean, PB, four threes. Yeah, he, he looks confident. Um, Mahdi didn't look bad. He only had one foul in 19 minutes. We'll take that any day of the week out of him. Uh, Jaden was back. Um, he looked kind of rusty, but he didn't look like he got tired, which is good. I think Izzo's pretty happy with that. Izzo looked rejuvenated on the sideline. He looked really into it. Stood up a lot. And last year he was I feel like he was sitting a lot, um, which is interesting. Michigan State, nine, only nine turnovers. I think that's got to be a record for them in game one. Looked pretty damn good. Um, moved the ball. When they moved the ball, I think that they could have a lethal offense. Get, when it sticks, it's not great. Um, I mean, no offense really is unless you have a great ISO score, but we yeah. don't really have one. Uh, they so, got to keep the ball. Moving. Ball's got to move, um, but I, a lot of inside. I mean, shot a lot, twenty nine threes or whatever. Got some guys that got quick hands on defense. Yeah, you know, not no rim protection. Not a great reading. Uh, Matty's okay. He 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 fared okay. He's all right. The 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 biggest concern for me is rebounding. I, I yeah did not rebound very well against Northern Arizona. Who's not a great team, not a huge team. Um, all five got a rebound. I, I've. In college, especially playing college basketball, like my coach was like, "All five got rebound." That's a hundred percent the truth because when you're small, you, everyone guards have to rebound. I think Jaden Akins could be a great rebounder. Maybe scared of jumping and laying on a foot, but a Pierre Brooks, he's probably got to get four boards a game. Malik Hall needs to get five or six. Joey needs to get six to seven, and Maddie's got to get five. And these guys get it's a it's a collective thing. Boxing out, rebounding, we got to do it. 
Um, but all in all, I mean, it's a win, 1-0. Friday, cannot wait for that game, but it's going to be interesting because Gonzaga is really good. San Diego time. Yeah. So it's really good. It'd be nice, sunny Southern California day, probably like high 60s. It'd be like playing beach basketball. Except we're on a boat. Don't dive too hard. You'd fall off the boat. Yeah, no kidding. Um, it's going to be fun, though. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, it'll be a good measuring stick. Look, like my buddy said in our group chat last night, I mean, it's going to be, it could be, can be rough it could early. be a rough couple of weeks, five of the next six games on the road, and they're, most all of them are tough. Villanova's the only home game. The next game. four games are um, ranked teams. You know, look, 500 to me would be a win, and, you know, let's just say out of the next eight-game stretch, if they can go three and five, that'd be great. Because I think by then, you know, Things will be kind of rounded into form, and that will help Michigan State a lot. Come you know the dregs of the the Big Ten season, and and when you get into the grind of the Big Ten season, um, you know it's going to be a typical. Of course, we want to win all those games, but I think we need to have some realistic expectations. That look, patience is okay. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be PO'd when Joey does the in- inevitable thing. Like I said, three good things about him in my group chat last night, and everybody asked me if I was okay. He's going to do the inevitable stupid thing. Somebody's going to do the inevitable stupid thing. I'm still going to be mad because I have high expectations, but I can be patient knowing we're young and we're going to get really battle-tested really fast. Yes. Yeah. It's going to it's trial by, by fire, but you know what? We wouldn't want to have it any other way. We're Michigan State, anyone, anytime, anywhere. That's right. Let's go, On baby. a boat. In a in Portland where everything's burning all the time, it doesn't really I'm matter. Pumped, man, I am actually pumped um, for this. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's all I had basketball wise. Um, probably get more into it. I'll probably do Monday, maybe Wednesday next week because we got Champions Classic next Tuesday. That's gonna be a big one. A uh, few more bigger games this weekend in college hoops. And next week's when we get we get a lot of good hoops starting, especially next weekend. I, all next week actually is the Gavit games. Um, Big Ten, Big East, lovely. Love to see it. Uh, spot four, scramble. Let's start. Let's start with the Lions. Uh, this is the f- a great analogy. So the Lions, you know, they finally get they this, tried to screw it. They up. try it. Well, of course, but they pick up Aaron Rodgers three times, which has only happened to him once. Ties his career. That's pretty phenomenal because he. I, if you would have told me he would have thrown for five hundred yards, I would have been like, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers against the Lions. Doesn't matter who he has on his team. Lions freaking defense. Hutch probably played his best game. Kirby Joseph is an emerging star. He's a ball hawk safety. Two picks, a PBU, lots of tackles. He's he got physical. hurt though. Friendly fire. Yeah, league. he got a con- concussion protocol. I think he's gonna play though, which is good. I mean, they they look good. Aaron Glenn fire their defensive fire their, their secondary coach. Jerry Jacobs being back that was big. He played well. Um, they got pressure on Rodgers. I mean, he had a few times he got loose, but it's pretty funny. The offense is abysmal. Um, the run game's fine. It's like a switch, right? Like It's kind of like Michigan State. The offense mm. plays well, the defense sucks. The defense plays well, the offense sucks. It's like they can't. Fortunately, and the Lions have an equally crappy kicking, um, except for their punter is pretty good. So yeah, a lot, it's like thing. Michigan State. It's like why I tell Ryan you can't be. It's why I'm a Vikings fan. I'm tired of Jared Goff. He, he's not it. He, they got to get move on from him this offseason because he's bad. He's very, very bad. I mean, he had some moments early this season. You're like, well, you know what? He looks pretty decent. He's looking good. Yeah. Well, they did take away his top receiving threat. And 
Hawk, but I mean, he's got Amon Ra. He's got um, Swift's dinged up, but he has him when he's playing. He's got uh, Reynolds and Reynolds and Chark hasn't played. He's a waste. Uh, Reynolds has been kind of dinged up lately too. They burn but, a draft pick on James and Williams and probably never play this year. No, well they they keep saying, "Oh, December." Oh, yeah, right. Who cares? We don't need him. We're not going to make the playoffs anyway. Um, this this is hilarious. Mike Valenti he he equated. The Lions, because he's very outspoken against the Lions, you know, saying this is terrible. Dan Campbell stinks. Um, the Ford stink, which I completely agree with. Don't know if I mean, Campbell, great, like Tucker, great motivator, great leader of men. Can he coach football? Eh, no, not really. Um, he said, this game is the equivalent of drunk driving and not getting caught. Because it's just it's great. You, got, you get by. But if you get, you know, you lose and you get pulled over, you, you're screwed. It's the same thing. Um, it's just delaying the inevitable um, for the Lions because I don't think they're going to beat the Bears. And they play the Giants. And then they play the Bills. I think they're supposed to play Carolina, the Jets, Jacksonville, Green Bay another time, Minnesota another time, then Chicago another time. So eh, just it, it's, it's delaying the inevitable, but... It's okay. Um, it's the Lions. We expect nothing less, um, nothing more, nothing less out of the, this trash organization. Um, NFL, uh, just at large. Falcons blew another one. Um, Eagles are freaking 8-0. They look really good. The last several teams that have finished 8-0, though, have lost in the playoffs. Yeah, it's not surprising. Um, Dolphins, 6-3. and Dang. They look good. Bengals smoke. Joe Mixon, five touchdowns. Are you kidding me? Four in the first half. Pretty unbelievable game by him. The Colts, I already talked about them. They're a dumpster fire. An absolute dumpster fire. The Jets, holy crap, six and three. Beat the Bills. Robert Salah. He's playing great defense. He got got defensive guys and he got speed. And he's building an offensive line. He's a bad quarterback. Imagine if he had a decent quarterback. We got a MILF. Milf, Milf hunting quarterback. Milf hunting quarterback. Uh, but the Jets are real. Why? Why couldn't we have gotten Salah? He could have brought him home. But we got Motor MCDC and said uh, the 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 Raiders are are stinky. They blew a lead against Jacksonville. I wouldn't be surprised if McDaniel's gets fired. I think he's a horrible coach. Honestly, um, Vikings another comeback win. You like that? Um, they won six in a row. Pretty phenomenal. Canine is. Going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. 100-plus yards, two touchdowns again. Seahawks leading the NFC NFC West. That has the Cardinals, who I wouldn't be surprised they move on from Cliff because he stinks. Um, the Rams are stinky, bad. Stafford's been sacked a ton. He has not been himself. Um, and, and the Niners are good, but don't get me wrong. And then Titans, Chiefs. Titans look good. Last year, I think that they kind of... Fell off when Henry's out, and then they couldn't really get their footing when he came back. He that guy's an absolute animal. He's uh, he's my fancy team, but man, he get he gets a hundred yards and two touchdowns every game. He's an absolute tank. Mahomes finds a way to win those games, though. Um, that's why he's one of the best out there. Um, crazy stuff. Uh, the Saints stink. The Ravens finally won a close-ish game. Um, good for them. I saw this the other day. Xavier McKinney's safety for the for the Giants. They had their bye this week. 
he says that he is not sure if he's going to return this year. He had a freak accident on an ATV, hurt his hand. What are you doing? Your team is actually doing good, and then you do that shit. Stupid. Really stupid, but whatever. NFL, that's fun. Um, golf. Frickin who won? I forget who won. Oh, uh, Henley. Henley, yeah, played. yeah. He ran away with it, I think. Yeah, he did. I see there were four hole-in-ones this weekend. I didn't know that. I Somebody um, had a hole-in-one and two, oh, uh, Seamus, a hole-in-one and two hole-outs in the same round for Eagle. It must be nice. Uh, I know Scotty broke the course record, 62, on Sunday, and he changed putters. I don't know why he changed putter. He's been the best putter on the planet, basically, this whole seat, like, the last year. Um, but he changed speaking it. Of, speaking of putters, uh, old boy Colin Morikawa got a putter coach yeah, because he his needs putting that. is garbage. garbage. This week they're playing Houston. Uh, pretty good uh, good uh, group that's playing. Good field, yeah. I haven't watched golf in a while. Oh, I'm about have to have take to... a peek. It's tough at this time of the year. There's just It's like baseball. Why play it now? Why play the NBA now? Why play it? I mean, like it's all NFL and, and, and CAA football. And now basketball is getting going. It's like there's there's almost too many things going on. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Um, NBA, who cares? Honestly. Red Wings are looking good. Wings good are start. playing really Celebrated well. the 97-98, uh, you know, in 98-99, I think it was, or 96-97-97, yeah, well. I guess it was, um, Stanley Cup champions. That was that was cool last weekend. Yeah. 25-year um, anniversary of those teams. So that was fun. It's good to see them do well. I have not really caught any hockey, but I do like Good hockey, especially when the Red Wings are good. They're fun to watch. So, is, is there anything else that we're missing? A hot seat or anything like that? Stock uh, I, didn't stock even, I forgot about that. I don't know. Hot seat. I don't know. Well, we said right before he's he's gone. Like, there's Josh nobody. Daniels, he's terrible. Yeah, Wisconsin or the Raiders have blown three seventeen They're point bad. leads this year. They're that's bad. that's bad. Mm. That's I, bad. I got nothing. Else. I did, I forgot even about that. Didn't even prepare. Shame on me. Um, yeah, shame on you. You're the lead host now. <coughs> yeah. Are you good though? I'm good. Scramble. You got I'm good. Nothing. Nope. Nothing else. Speak now or forever. Hold your peace. Are the Astros a dynasty? Yes. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. All right, sprint. Four fun ones here. What other fun like? Outside the box location, should they play a college basketball game at aside from this aircraft carrier? Oh man, Michigan State's played in an army barracks. They've played on a ship now twice. Played the basketball. They played the, the basketball the first like center stage that you know the impetus to how they do the final four now where the whole arena is in play, not just you know a curtained off part. Dang, I don't know the moon. I mean. What? Did, weren't they talking about playing USC in the Coliseum or something? Yeah, that was yeah, mine. yeah. That, would, that be would be pretty cool. Sweet. That would be cool. Like, yeah, like in the middle of a football. I mean, they do it inside, but like outdoors. Yeah, in the that'd be of a cool. Well, Wisconsin's stadium. playing in the the Brewers Stadium yeah, this that, weekend. Yeah, that's I think that's cool. kind of cool. Like any any out of the box ideas like that. I don't know how. I mean, on a highway, like what what else could you do in the on an airport runway? I mean, that would be cool. With planes flying over the top. Add an airport space outside. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. There's got to be something, mm-hmm. something out there. We need Mark Hollis back to tell us what on to do. On the roof somewhere, like yeah. a pickup game. Uh, that'd be fun. No edges. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> should only if you're playing Michigan. Okay, this is going back to baseball. Should, should this Astros no combined no hitter count as an like an actual no hitter? 
A combined no hitter. They had a combined no hitter in one of the things. Like five guys. Oh really? It's a no hitter. Yeah, sure. They count that in the regular season. I don't. I mean, I I, I get that it's no. I mean, I don't necessarily in my book. I don't think of it as a no hitter. It's an with an asterisk. But yeah, it's a no hitter. They still got no hit. I don't don't know. I'm indifferent. I don't know. Bucket list basketball venue that you'd like to visit for a game. Oh man. Um. I mean, there's a handful. Like I. I hate Kansas, but Fog Allen. Yeah, I hate Duke, but, you know, Cameron. Uh, I do like Indiana, so Assembly Hall is probably right up there. Probably Mackey and Purdue. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. You know, I, I mean, the Plestra and mm, Philly. That, that was on You know, list. those are probably all, all on my list, I would say. Yeah, I, I said Assembly, but I could go for any of those. I think... I think um, Assembly for an Indiana-Purdue game. I think the Dean Dome would be pretty sweet. Tyler Canuck is up with tickets. Yeah, exactly. Dean Dome would be kind of cool. What, what about the barn, Minnesota? Yeah, that'd be fun. Different. That'd be cool. And then last one, um, what you got? Um, who is your early, uh, very early, Big Ten player of the year pick? Oh, boy. For basketball? Yep. Hey, I don't know even enough of the guys. Like, Wall had a good game. Dick had a good game. Joe had a good game. I think Michigan State's going to be kind of by committee. I don't think they they're going to really no, have anybody yeah, as a candidate there. I go with uh, Trace Jackson Davis for Indiana. I'm going outside the box. I think Zach Eady, if he plays his, the minutes he should, that dude should average 18 and dumb, 12. Dumb. Buy me gum gum. Yep, Easter Island head boy. <laughs> the dude is enormous. He's, He's absolutely enormous. a massive human being. I think that he'll have a good year. All right, that's it. Um, Follow us on Twitter, Final Score 35. Uh, follow us on, on uh, TikTok. Um, maybe he'll, he'll post a video this week. Big game. Come by the tailgate. Uh, ramp 7. Yeah, the tailgate TikTok. Breakfast last time had like 25,000 views. First noon game. We've only had only a second noon game in the last two years. Yeah, I prefer the non-noon game. It's going to well, be good for tailgating game. purposes, but it also it's nice to kind of get it out of the way, especially you're playing Rutgers. No one gives a shit. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be cold. It's going to be in the 30s. It's going to go from 70 Thursday to 35 and a chance of snow, at least in Grand Rapids on on Saturday. So right. good old Michigan in November. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, pound that like button on whatever you're listening to us on. Subscribe. Um, tell us what you want to hear. Um, but we appreciate you guys listening. Um, always, always love the feedback. Um, tell us we suck. Tell us we're good. Whatever you think, I, I don't, I don't care. I'm, we're open to anything. All feedback is good. It's how you get better. Yep, exactly. But appreciate you guys um, keeping this thing going. Um, we're almost to a hundred. Crazy. Crazy. Stuff. Crazy. Barely any time off in the whole thing too. We keep Ooh. keep her alive. All right. Another shout out to Team Andrews Realtors, Jim Donna. And the, their fam for um, their great work here in West Michigan. They're great neighbors. They're great realtors. Look them up at teamanders.com. Meantime, in honor of Veterans Day and Chris's 50th birthday this Friday. Oh, happy birthday, Chris. As an unknown once said, our flag does not fly because the wind moves it. It flies with the last breath of each soldier who died protecting it. Mm-hmm.